Hey there, and welcome back. This is Sharon Smaga, and this is Pop Coach Life, where we are pursuing the art of purpose over perfection. And I am back with my friend Sue, and we have been sort of sitting here brainstorming some things to talk about today. So yeah. uh, please welcome Sue back with me, y'all, and thanks for listening. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Good morning. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think it's always interesting, you know, with the what you're focusing on and just kind of discussing different things that run through both of our brains. But so it's like, you know, what's on our mind today. And so today we were kind of talking about le- multiple things with, which led into things that are in our control and out of our control when it mm-hmm. comes to um, blame and which deals with other people and then shame, which kind of deals with the internal um, self, mm-hmm. um, putting things on ourselves. So that's kind of what we're, we were jumping into today is talking about blame and talking about shame and how those affect us and maybe a healthier way to think about those and yeah. ways to make our lives a little healthier when it comes to, um, decisions that we are making or things that we that would make us uh, you know maybe feel like we were in a position of feeling like we you know someone was blaming or or we're feeling like shame on ourselves for something that had happened and so um yeah so kind of jumping into that I think we we were talking about um you know the the idea that when dealing with blame that sometimes people are, you know, having gone through something and feel like the best way to deal with that is to put it out there. They have the only way that they Mm -hmm. feel like they can deal with it is to put blame out there and have to assign that to someone else because the alternative would be to have to look at, look inside and see Mm -hmm. what was going on with them. And so, which often leads to shame. Yes. Which, like, I'm thinking even as you're saying that and putting that out there for a topic today, like, my brain's going, oh, yeah, because if we think those are our only two options, it's Mm -hmm. like ping pong, right? Like, it sucks to live in the anger of always being upset with other people or villainizing other people because you blame them for where you're at here and now. It also stinks to pull that and pour that all on yourself. It's almost like you know, shame is blame internalized or directed instead of me blaming you. Mm -hmm. I blame myself Mm -hmm. and I feel that shame for what I think I should have done or I'm afraid people will find out I did, which actually Mm -hmm. I think that is that latter point is a large part of shame is when we're, um, we haven't walked through a process that lets us make peace with people we need to, to make things right and make peace with ourselves. So deep down we're terrified of what other people might find out and what they would think of us right or that they would blame us mm-hmm. so there's a I think there's a very intimate relationship with shame and blame mm-hmm. and if we think those are the only two options what are we left with right it's just right. this ping pong game like mm-hmm. this month I blame you and you have the problem and and I may not tell you but I'm doing that in my head and now that now today you know um, because I hate feeling that way about you, maybe I shame myself, and now that's sort of that self-loathing anger turned at me mm-hmm. and self-hatred because I blame me. Right. So um, that sort of leaves us in a no-win situation. Mm-hmm. So what are the options? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, I, I say a lot to people that there, and, and let me just be really clear up front that there are genuinely situations in which people are truly victimized by the behavior of another mm-hmm. or the malicious intent of another. Right. Mm-hmm. That is not what I'm talking about. Uh, when I say this next thing, mm-hmm. um, I, I, so put that aside. Like those are real things that happen that we need to work through. We need mm-hmm. to heal. Right. Right. So, but I want to talk in more general terms about sort of the culture of victimization, mm-hmm. like seeing oneself as a chronic victim. And that's a completely different issue. And I think that a lot of the time, because we're not taught something healthier or different, we sort of naturally will gravitate toward, uh, we grew up with stories of heroes and villains and victims, right? Mm-hmm. And people needing to be rescued. Mm-hmm. And we can learn some things about right and wrong and human behavior and that. So we're not going to, I don't want to throw that baby out with the bathwater. But what we're often left with, if we don't have this discussion, is this idea that if I don't feel good when I'm around you, then you must be the villain. I'm the victim. And now I need a a hero to rescue me from you. Mm -hmm. And that's actually a really dysfunctional paradigm that immediately creates what we call triangulation, right? So it actually breaks relationship um, in in normative day-to-day where there's not actual victimization, where you might actually need somebody to sort of heroically step in and be your advocate, right? right? Or defender Mm -hmm. or protector, Again, not what I'm talking about, but in day-to-day life, then what if um, I'm struggling and maybe you said something, we're, we're friends, and maybe you said something that sort of hurt my feelings, but instead of having the conversation with you, I kind of walk away and go, oh, well, what was that? And what does she mean? Mm-hmm. And then maybe I go talk to our friend Lisa about it instead of coming to you, Mm -hmm. what I have now done is basically gone to Lisa as if I've been victimized Mm -hmm. in a subtle way by you. So that makes you the villain. And now Lisa's got to pick the team. If you Mm -hmm. will, I'm I'm asking her to agree with me or to be my hero or my champion in it. Yeah. Or rally the troops. Rally the troops. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I would actually argue that rally the troops dynamic. When I feel the urge to rally the troops, I already know Like, for y'all, for me, I already know I'm feeling convicted about something I don't want to deal with yet. Mm -hmm. Because I wouldn't want to rally the troops to be on my side if I was sure I was not in the wrong. I wouldn't need to. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's a whole nother dynamic around this, right? (laughs) So if you're jumping to rally the troops because you, somebody else is wrong, uh, I I would encourage you to question, are you really maybe feeling convicted about something in your own behavior? Or you really already know you did wrong or said something you should have, shouldn't have. And instead of just owning up and going to that person saying, I wronged you, or I'm concerned that I did, or have I offended you or hurt you in some way, we then we triangulate by going to other people. We present our version of it, of course, mm-hmm. where we tend to sort of edit, soften, reduce, increase, like we sort of, it's like working the soundboard. Uh-huh. Like we're, we're changing it just enough to sound a certain way and feel a certain way. And then we want them to agree with us mm-hmm. so that we don't have to own up to our stuff in a sense. So there's that too. And it's just, it's, I think what's interesting about this specifically too 
and the dynamic, which, you know, we'll get into here. And I'm, I'm looking forward to like your input on the flip side of not having just blame and shame. Um, but it's like a survival type, you know, you don't want to feel bad. And so the alternative is to try to shift it to say, it can't be me. So it's gotta be you, you or them or, or them or whatever, whoever that institution put or, yeah. and because, then we get in these generalizations, right? Like mm -hmm. all women are mean or all guys are going to use you or all policemen are bad. Mm -hmm. Like, so if you're if you're speaking in those generalizations or those very all or nothing kind of terms, if you're taking one in, uh, situation with a person and generalizing it to all people mm -hmm. of their genre or whatever, um, you're you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the red flag. <laughs> you're mm -hmm. yeah, something's going on, and yeah. and you need to take you know at that point we need to just be willing to be more self reflective and honest with ourselves. Right. And so I think that's where where it comes to um, what is the healthy step there. So glad you asked. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I have an answer, and it's probably not going to be popular. <laughs> I'm going to argue this today. I am going to I'm going to suggest that the option that we have that keeps us from sort of doing that pendulum swing between shame and blame that we consider the option of just sheer humility. Mm -hmm. So I call it for me, it's like, I'm going to lay down my sword. I'm not going to fight. Mm -hmm. I want to just sit and be willing to sit in a, in the humility of what is mine. Mm -hmm. So if you and I have a problem, mm -hmm. what is my part? What did I actually contribute to it? Mm-hmm. And that would include being willing to hear something from you if you came to me and said, this really hurt me or I, I, I truly was offended, not just, and I don't mean the sort of normative modern culture of everybody seems to be offended nowadays. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm talking about a healthy relationship right. where I've mm -hmm. truly done or said something that was offensive to you. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe I'm aware and maybe I'm not, but you took the responsibility to bring it my attention. I also believe that if I'm not sure and I'm concerned, even if that person hasn't said it, um, and, and I recently did this, and it's really hard, guys. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It was scary. I went to somebody and said, our communication has changed and I'm not sure what's going on. Have I hurt or offended you in some way? Mm -hmm. And I get emotional thinking about it. I don't know if it, you guys can hear it in my voice. I'm sure mm -hmm. you can see it too. <laughs> But it was so, it takes such humility and vulnerability and mm -hmm. vulnerability mm -hmm. and letting go of the, my insecurities, my fear of being rejected, my fear right. that I have screwed up mm -hmm. to be willing to go to that person and, and hear mm -hmm. if I have. Right. Mm -hmm. But it, it's the only way I know of guys to break out of that shame, blame mm -hmm. pendulum swing or out of that cycle is just to be willing to be wrong, be mm -hmm. willing to be humble, be willing to be vulnerable, um, be willing to be authentic, be willing to ask mm -hmm. instead, you know, instead of just defend, be willing to, uh, try to be open to what somebody else thinks or feels about you or something you've done without picking up your sword and fighting back or defending. Right. Um, and I, and I'm not suggesting if somebody is genuinely attacking you, 
that you that you don't have the right to set a boundary. Mm -hmm. But this is not that right. right? Mm -hmm. Like if somebody's coming at me being verbally abusive, um, I'm not going to pick up my sword. I've I've just learned that in years of working in my field that it's of no value. Meeting your energy Mm -hmm. at that level Mm -hmm. is not going to help. But if I can calmly hear, try to hear through even that attack and hear if there's something legitimate that I can connect with, but also at the same time to say, wow, sounds like you're really angry with me or feel hurt by me. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to understand, but it's really hard because I feel like you're verbally just being so abusive right now or attacking me. Mm -hmm. Like to sit in that space is hard but it's also really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think exactly, you know, how you're talking about that approach and having the humility and, and vulnerability to go and try and resolve it. You know, that's the growth that you're looking for as just being a healthier human, yeah. healthier with your emotions to know that um, when something happens, um, there's, uh, you know, there's this thing that has floated around about like what is in your control and what's out of your control. And so I think that that when you're looking at only shame and blame, that that line is very blurred because it has to be, um, you're trying to get control over something that isn't within your control. So you're blaming and trying to say like, I'll feel better if I make it this person's fault or, you know, shaming yourself internally by not recognizing that something was out of your control. Mm-hmm. And so by taking that healthier approach of saying, you know, I'm going to have the humility to try to boil this down. You're saying you have a, what isn't your control is how you respond to something. Yes. And, and I want to react, uh, guys. I think that our humanity is we want to react. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm a little, I'm a little half pint kind of chick I'm not very big and everybody likes to tell me how cute I am and bubbly and I'm like I can kill you with my eyes you know what I mean like I'm really spunky I'm a fighter I I will stand in the gap to defend somebody I love but I don't want to live my life fighting so it takes a lot of um self-discipline self-reflection to really and gauge at that level with people Mm -hmm. because I'm not I can be pretty bold I've been told um I I'm a fighter and that's not a bad thing but if it doesn't have healthy boundaries it becomes a tool that destroys instead of protects and builds Mm -hmm. up yeah so we we kind of have to fight against our natural instincts to get to this place which I think also comes with recognizing what we have control of what we don't Mm-hmm. Um, and just repeating that to ourselves of like, is this really, because I do think that that tendency, the reaction tendency and the blame and shame is something that is just like a, a path of least resistance. It's an easy thing for us sure. to fall into. And it does take stepping out of that into sort of a more awkward place of oh, it's very awkward, you know, self reflect. Yeah. Like yeah. You, we, you we cannot, have- uh, we cannot not. Uh, that was double negative. Mm-hmm. That cannot be highlighted enough. Mm-hmm. How awkward. I actually recently had somebody come and tell me that, you know, you said this to me and whether 
you know, true or not. And and it was truth. I was speaking truth. Um, but, and I'll, man, this will stick with me forever moving forward. And I pray that it will shape me and I learn from it. They just very gently said, it felt almost cruel the way that you said it. Hmm. And I was just like, I felt like somebody taking a teeny tiny sword and just stabbed it in my mm-hmm. gut a hundred mm-hmm. times. Like it was that painful for me. It hurt to think that I had hurt that person that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sitting with, I'm so glad they felt like they could speak up. I'm so glad they did speak up because mm-hmm. that person could have gone to five other people and said, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, let me tell you what Sharon did. And she's this horrible person. And, and they had the grace and the presence to just mm-hmm. say, I'm not going to say you're wrong or that I didn't need to hear it, but the way you did it felt almost cruel. Mm-hmm. And I just had to sit with that. So you were talking about awkward, mm-hmm. right? And then I had to make a decision. Do I let that shame me? And I turn tail and I run and dis- disconnect from the person. Do I try to find a way to defend it that's subtle, but manipulative? Like, what am I going to do with this? Mm-hmm. And I just thought, I love that they just came to me and said it. Mm-hmm. Like I have so much respect and admiration for that. And we were able to talk it through and talk about, you know, wow. And and she was so gracious about it that it just about broke me emotionally in a good yeah. way. When I say mm-hmm. that, guys, I like in a good way. It was just like, because then, she, you know, she brought the grace into it. And I think you were struggling with this and that affected it. And I'm like... You know, and I tend to be this person's like, well, it shouldn't have, you know, but I sat with that and thought, she's being gracious. Will you deny the grace? Mm. Yeah. So everything about it was awkward. Yeah. It was awkward. It was scary. It's what I call emotionally just bare naked. Mm-hmm. And, but what made it powerful and what made it work and what allowed us to, to work it through and stay connected and reconnect and actually have potentially deeper relationship as a result is that we both were willing to be that vulnerable Mm -hmm. and just talk it out. Yeah. Instead of going to the blame and shame. Right. But it's awkward as all get out. Mm -hmm. I've never, I could do it a hundred more times and like, maybe it would feel more normative, but I think it would also, I think it's always going to feel awkward because we are being so vulnerable and that's kind of scary. And when we do that, when we're being that open with each other, we're really putting ourselves on the line in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, but what that also makes us is that will, that also makes us very courageous. And that's the kind of thing I want to fight for. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pick up my sword against other people. Mm-hmm. I want to lay it down. What I want to fight for is the vulnerability, the courage it takes to be who we are, to be seen and known mm-hmm. fully, the good, the bad, and the ugly about us, mm-hmm. and to still know we can be loved and accepted and wanted that way. Yeah. Because the end result is health of relationship and yes. of self. And, you know, that's what... You Connection. Know, the- community Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because we can be around people and still feel lonely and alone Mm -hmm. right so until we take the risk of being vulnerable of letting it be awkward to sort stuff out um you and i have done it in more minor ways than the example i just gave and it felt awkward to me Mm. i it just felt 
hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's a simple concept, mm-hmm. but it can be really difficult to yeah. do because really what I'm doing is saying, I, I need to speak into this. And are you still going to like me? Mm. It's sort of right back to grade school, right? Are you still going to like me? Are you still going to want to be my friend? Are you still going to want to help me out with the project or be around me? Like if I say the things or ask the things or so that's what makes vulnerability so doggone hard is because instead of manipulating to get what I want from somebody, I'm being open to, I want to be around you. I want to spend time together. I want Mm -hmm. to share a part of my life with you and have you share with me. And that means we have to risk the no. Mm -hmm. We have to risk the ask, and we might get a yes, and we might get a no. And I think that's why we avoid it. Well, because that is, you know, we want to step forward in things that we can control. I think that's a normal, you know, feeling. And we can't control how somebody is going to respond. Yeah. But we can control our behavior and our our choice on humility and how we're going to approach that. Um, And having the... Then, you know, like you said, you had, you were receiving feedback, but knowing that you, um, had a choice of saying, okay, do I let negative self-talk take over and manipulate this within my own brain? Or do I say, okay, I'm taking that as feedback and I'm going to hear what she's saying. And I had to sit with that and, Mm -hmm. and I'll be the first to tell you that if I'm going to be my goal on all of these is to really be honest and open with people. So I'm going to be the first to say, record it on a podcast, that I have the ability to almost be a surgeon with truth. And as long as I've got enough grace in that moment, it's really effective. Mm-hmm. But it was clear to me by her feedback that I had not exercised grace in equal measure with the mm-hmm. truth. Yeah. And that is cruel. Mm-hmm. I didn't intend to be. Right. But that does mean, not mean I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And, and I really appreciated that she was willing to consider my intention versus the delivery in that moment. Mm-hmm. Because I can't live up to the standard I want for myself all the time, yeah. let alone that anybody else right. wants me to. I mean, I, you know, welcome, welcome to human life. <laughs> I'm a little too messy for that. Yeah. Like, so, like, it, it's really kind of an amazing thing that... And if we're and if we can get there, if we can walk that in those moments together, we we can all grow from it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. But I have to be willing to quit trying to control the narrative because that's another thing we like to control the story, the narrative. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I have to sit with that and go, am I going to try to control this narrative or can I just hear what this person is saying and let it penetrate? And and let my heart feel the hurt that I unintentionally, absolutely unintentionally, but nevertheless caused her in a moment. Mm-hmm. But then, see, yeah. the thing about that is suddenly in that we are connected, aren't we? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and will I try to control the narrative even with her or will I just go, I am so like... And I think I said something like, I was just like, <gasps> and I, I was just kind of like, I am so sorry. Because that's never, I don't want to hurt you. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want you to walk away from a conversation mm-hmm. with me wounded by me mm-hmm. because we all have enough wounds we're walking with. Yeah. Like, and I'm sorry. And I know that things I said were accurate and true. 
but I don't want to hurt you. I'm not out to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Like truth should be encouraging. Mm-hmm. Like when we speak truth into each other's lives, I'm not saying you could, you're, you're going to speak truth into my life and I'm going to be like, Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And you know, some theme song will play in the background <laughs> and we'll yeah. hug and I'll thank you. Sometimes when you go, Ugh, I know you're right. And I hate you right now for <laughs> saying that to me, yeah. but that's, that's on my end. That's mm-hmm. me maybe going, ouch, that truth hurt. What this person was saying was, you hurt. Mm-hmm. And that broke my heart in the moment a yeah. little. Like, I don't want to be somebody who hurts. Mm-hmm. I want to be somebody who helps exhort with truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we've got to, like, I can't even imagine if she had just carried that and mm-hmm. never come to me with it. Mm-hmm. The amount of damage that would have done mm-hmm. to her, to us. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So this is really important stuff. It is. And I guess it does really kind of sit with what are you going to let go of that you can't control? Mm -hmm. What can you control? Mm -hmm. And I can control my willingness to be humble enough in a moment to say, I am so sorry. You're right. I hurt you. Mm -hmm. Or to be vulnerable enough to say, I hear that you're angry at me, mm-hmm. yeah. but I need to set this boundary for the conversation about it or for right. me to go to somebody and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. Can we talk about it? Like it takes a lot of courage to go to somebody and say, you hurt me, you wounded me, mm-hmm. not to just go on this attack or public offensive, mm-hmm. right? Right. Like we're so quick now to... I mean, it's popular right now to shame people if you think about it culturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very popular. And I can only say to anybody who's listening to me, I can't encourage you enough to not participate in the shaming culture. Right. To step back and examine, do, would you want that? I wouldn't want that done to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to do that to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, do, we're going to the extent of deplatforming people. You're right. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like something you said. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of sad to me because I think that we ought to be willing to be challenged. We ought to be humble enough to be willing to be challenged in what we think and believe. Yeah. Doesn't mean we got to change our mind, Mm -hmm. but I think we ought to be willing to hear it out. Mm -hmm. So, did I answer the question? Mm -hmm. I think so. Sometimes I wonder that we get so far into it. I'm like, did I answer the question Sue asked me for this podcast episode? I think so. Well, y'all, thanks for listening. Um, I hope that the the honest conversations that Sue and I have together, um, sitting on this little couch of mine, are, Mm -hmm. you know, my hope and prayer is that it's helpful to anybody who's listening, that whether it frustrates you, Uh, gives you a sense of calm you know that in whatever way you receive it that you let it challenge you and question your own beliefs um, and wonder things for yourself and that you let it help you grow Um, I think that the minute we stop trying to grow is we stop living Mm -hmm. and so I hope this is helpful I hope it challenges you I hope it encourages you that is always my goal at the end of the day that you are both encouraged and challenged Thank you for listening. Please hop on. Um, If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review. Um, Hit me on social media. I'm still trying to build a 
again, my Instagram following, my Facebook seems to just have a life of its own at this point. Um, but I really would like to beef up the Instagram account and followers. So please, if if you could take a moment, if you haven't, go on and like and follow. And uh, if, you t- if you listen on YouTube, ring the bell or all the things that I can never keep up with. <laughs> I am uh, not just on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and YouTube now. I'm also doing, uh, getting rolling on some other social media. So I'll keep y'all posted on that. Um, where you can also follow in other areas that maybe you're doing more of your social media. But again, thank you for listening. I hope it's been helpful. Um, I love you guys. Keep pursuing your purpose over your perfection. And I wish you well in that venture. Take care and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.